Oh God, we're so grateful for this time and place to be with you and each other in a community that grounds itself in you as we journey through our lives. And so, oh God, help us to hear your good news for us this day and help us step into that good news in Christ's name. Amen. So are you the kind of person who loves roller coasters? <laughs> or are you the person, kind of person who that is like the last thing you'd want to do? Or are you somewhere in between? <laughs> so let's do a show of hands. Do you like roller coasters? Do you not like roller coasters? Oh, wow. Are you somewhere in between? All right. Are you the kind of person who loves change and adventure? Yes. Are you the kind of person who, that's probably the last thing you want to do? Got a few of those. Are you somewhere in between? And it probably depends, right, on what kind of change we're talking about. It often depends on whether we choose the change or not. So I want to stop and just take a moment to reflect on this past three years that we have journeyed through together. I can't think of a time, honestly, when we have had to collectively deal with such significant change. In addition to the normal changes that can go on in our lives, like starting a new job, losing a job, learning to work in a new way, or retiring, there's also the kind of change that comes when we lose someone who is beloved, a dear friend, a family member, our partner. Or facing a serious illness, or finding healing and recovery, being able to turn the corner and start a new chapter. There's a significant kind of change that can happen when you get married, you go through a divorce, you welcome a new baby into your family. Some of us have experienced the change of moving, not only to a new community, but to a new country. Some of us are learning a new language. Some of us have lost a parent. Some of us have seen a child graduate. Can any of you relate to any one of these changes? Yeah. And you may have faced more than one on top of the global pandemic that made most of us stop in our tracks. It made us move virtually everything online. 
and wear a mask like we would wear a pair of socks. Do you, I mean, do you even remember like first starting to wear a mask? Like I remember like, oh, the mask, like, huh. And then now I wear a mask, no problem. We've gone through those kinds of changes. So even if you're the kind of person who really doesn't like change, here is some good news for all of us. We have gotten some good experience under our belts. And we have probably learned a thing or two about coping and even about finding a blessing even when things are hard. But still, that is a lot of change, so much so that some of you might be thinking, okay already, do we have to keep reflecting on it? I'm done. But this is probably actually a good time to reflect on it. A time we can look back, look forward, and keep learning about how God is with us and how God can be with us and goes with us and whose spirit is leading us right now, not only as individuals, but as a community of faith and as a church into something new. But when it comes to change, it can still feel like a roller coaster. Some of us um, might relate to this cartoon that took me a while to like absorb. <laughs> what it says is, for your own safety, keep hold of the handle at all times. And Malcolm, who's a cow, realized he didn't have opposable thumbs. It was hard for him to hold on. Or maybe you relate more to this one, where you have your plan, and then here's your reality. <laughs> or this one, I don't want to change, I just want all of you to change. So let's take a closer look at our scripture this morning to see what is the Spirit's message to you, to me, at this moment of our lives as we think about change. There is clear affirmation here for us. God is our potter and we are the clay. Here is the truth that we can stretch if we need to. We can be shaped and reshaped. We can adapt if God calls us to that. And if things are really tough, and or, as in the case of Jeremiah's time, Israel had gotten so off track, God can help us start over. Sometimes it's kind of good to just go back to the beginning and start over. At times like these, I think it is so important to put ourselves into God's hands. And I just loved looking at these beautiful photos of potters this week. And look at the hands. It's messy. 
It is a messy process, this formation, but we are in good hands. Secondly, I think we need to remember that God can help form us into what we are called to be. But we do have a role in this process to be a willing vessel. And as you go um, back to your Bibles this afternoon and read the reading from Luke, you'll see Jesus telling a parable about a man whose greed and hard-heartedness was unchangeable. He sees poor Lazarus at his door, crying out for help, and the man does nothing. And it begs the question, the story, at times, what does it take for us to change? If you're like me, you need all the help you can get sometimes. And so I want to invite you to take this next four weeks as a time to pray for change for yourself, for others, for our nation, and for our world. For indeed, we all need to be continually shaped and reshaped by the power of God's love. Now, I want to st step back for just a moment because change, as I was mentioning, is a process. And we don't get there all at once, right? Um, it has partly, though, to do with our biology and the wiring of our brains. Uh, Reverend Lily Brock has done some really interesting work on the change cycle and our brains and how we process change. And she points out that change is simply the experience of something new. Change is simply the experience of something new. And or sometimes we might say it like this, well, things aren't the way they used to be, are they? But if we can go to the part where, oh, change is the experience of something new. Now, some of you, you might remember a time when your telephone was attached to a cord <laughs> in your kitchen. And if you wanted to talk to somebody, you hoped you had a long cord because you had this phone and you were like stretched from the wall to maybe the sink or to the kitchen table where you're sitting there talking to people. How many of you can even hardly even imagine not going somewhere with your phone in your back pocket or your pocketbook right now. So you've gotten through that change. Or maybe some of you remember paying back somebody with cash. Some of you may still actually do that. But some of you may remember paying people with money. Now, some of you Never do that because you use Venmo, right? Some of you are like, what is Venmo? <laughs> Things aren't the way they used to be. And it can be good, it can be bad, it can be in between. But it's a good reminder that we do adapt and we can do this. 
Lily Brock's work was so helpful to me because she's focused our work, her work on how brains uh, deal with change. And she points out that we have three layers in our brain. The primitive amygdala part, which is more reactive. It's like the eat, breathe, sleep, survival part. Then there is the mammalian part of our brain, which helps us reason, helps us be more creative, helps us problem solve. And then there's the cerebral cortex, which helps us see the big picture or make conceptions or applications. And Brock points out that every time we experience a change, something new, our neurological system has to create a new pathway. And we do this all the time. When at first we meet a change, our brains go, whoop, survival. And the more primitive part of our brain, it's just part of how we're wired generally. That's what happens. We probably at that stage of the game are focusing more on ourselves, right? You know, something happens and you, you kind of like, you just kind of need to make sure you're okay or it's okay, your family's okay. The second part of that process happens when the mammalian part of our brain steps in and that's when we're more able to see like the pros and the cons and we can start to problem solve a bit the third is when we shift and we get, start to be able to see like the big picture. One important point that Brock makes that I found helpful is that when we face change as a community or as a family, it's likely, very likely, that there are going to be different ones of us at different parts of that process. And for me, that's helpful because I can find more compassion for myself, maybe when I'm struggling with a change, or I can find that compassion for somebody else if they're really having a hard time with the change. We can see that at times, I bet you can see it at times in your own family when somebody's having to either move. Where are they in this process of like, are they making the phone calls? Are they doing the things they need to do? Are they dragging their feet? Or maybe it has to do with when you lose someone and how you deal with that grief process. Um, so the, these changes, it's just a natural part of who we are as human people um, that it takes time. But God is working with us. God is our potter. I'm so grateful to Tisha who brought the potter's wheel and she shared some of her reflections about her craft um, that I want to invite you to think about how it is like change. So Tisha points out that the first part of um, of a potter working with clay is that the clay needs to be kneaded. You gotta get all the bubbles out of it. And for some of us that might feel like when we're going through a ringer, right? Then it's pounded into a volcano type shape. It's thrown on the wheel head and water is applied. 
to the entire form as the wheel starts rotating. Tisha points out that the potter then must sit at the wheel in the best position that allows for strength and balance. Pressure is then applied by the hands to both the sides and the top of the clay to achieve the mound. And while it's moving, it's rotating um, in sync with the wheel. And here is the mound. Um, and this is called centering the clay. After this, the potter can then begin to push, push um, her or his or their hands and the thumbs in the center and sides and begin to open it up. What stood out to me as I thought about this process is, and how as we begin this series on change is, how important it is for us to let God, our potter, do this centering work on us. To remember to be patient, because we don't get from a lump of clay to a beautiful pot in the blink of an eye. We can let God, our potter, center us on the wheel of life. So in the next four weeks, I wanna invite you to carve out some time every morning to be with your centering God and to listen deeply and do some praying about change, to wonder what it is that God is inviting us to step into. And as we do, let us trust and rejoice in this beautiful process that God is shaping us anew, that we might then go and shape the world with love. So take this hope and whatever change you are facing right now, I want to promise you this, you are in good hands. Amen.